All right, you're confident, Roy. You're good. Aye, aye. It's, it's all good. It's nice and strong, my side. Okay. All right, cool. Oh, I've not got um, a bum. I've not got a bum for this one. So if you've got any anything, any theme tunes of your childhood no, rapping about your head. Um, I will. I will at two o'clock in the morning when I'm <laughs> trying to get to sleep. Uh, <laughs> do us a favour, record that and send it to Roy. Then you do. <laughs> I'll kick in loud and clear at two a.m. Uh, I'm sure. I didn't know I was to join in. Just just throw in an arbitrary bum every now and again, it's all good. Dramfacers, welcome to episode 14, season 2 of the Dramface podcast. How are we all? I am ecstatic to be joined by Rob, Roy and Julie. How are we all? Fantastic, thank you. Wonderful, thank you. Really excited. Good, great to see you and even better to hear you. The bum was, of course, Indiana Jones. It was, yes. As a tradition, I would love to know what's in people's glasses. If you are imbibing or not, it's always good to know. Rob, what's in your glass? So last week I went for Oswas and I was thinking of doing Oswas again, but I've had a bottle on my shelf for a bit that I wanted to open and I haven't opened it yet. And it's the Wireworks small batch. Oh. So I'm going to go for that one. So that would be two successive cork pops in, in podcast recordings. Wow. Successive, but maybe not successful. I tried to do it last week, but I don't think it worked. Ah, right okay. Well. And this Fair. is where I fumble around with the plastic around the neck. Well, Roy, 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 pre-corked you. Roy, what's in your glass, or what are you pouring? Uh, I actually, I, I, I had forgotten to pour a, a dram for the for the. So I looked over my shoulder here, and I had a wee glance over the shelves, and actually, what I picked up is a bottle that. It was a, a present to me from my pal Julie, who's in tonight. And it just happened to be there. And I thought, well, I can't think that's a perfect fit for tonight. Remember, you, you gave me this. Uh, oh, it's yeah. a Klein Leash. It's an eight-year-old Klein Leash. Uh, back in the days where it was much easier to get Klein <laughs> Leash. Uh, this is a Single Mots of Scotland one, one of their parcel series, parcel number two. Oh, that makes one. It's selected by Ollie, Oliver Chilton, and uh, 48% ABV. It's been a while since I've had my face in this. So I, Julie, thank you. As ever. Uh, I can't remember why, what the reason was, but I'm grateful to have it, and I know it was you that bought me it, so thank you. I've got a wee SMWS Glen Talkers. Oh. What's Julie's mm. favourite? Glen Talkers. How, how old are we talking? Talking eight, Talkers. Eight years old. That's eight. Dunk. 
Um, it's good. This is this is we, we are trying to tap into the ASMR uh, world <laughs> with the podcast. So the more visible, we're trying to do the uh, the neck policy if this works. Oh, here we go. Wow, nice. perfect. Even Roy was impressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, superb. Well, I am um, on the back of last week's podcast. I have opened a cork as well, or, or opened a new bottle, and I've opened my cask strength Arnamurkin coming in at a whopping. 8.7 so i'm definitely on the the smoke train roy i'm i'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'm doing you proud now have you tried that one yet this that is uh so when this podcast goes out the not the oz was uh, the polling will be closed so it's fine to talk about anything that's on because it's the job's done right it's as we record it's it's still right. live don't and spoil the illusion that that yeah, that yes. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> it takes us a while to put these together. Eh? Um, that is in the running for best whiskey, best Scotch whiskey. Ardmark and Cast Strength, right from nowhere. That that was just released this at the start of this year. Ardmark still seems to be kicking it out the park, right? They still seem to be impressing people. Yeah, not surprised that's getting in that category, but in that category at all. Quite a reaction there, Gregor. I, I, I'm. And I know it's actually in keeping because both of your drums were, were low age there. Do we even know how old this is? Yeah. Six years That's old. That's tremendous. <laughs> that, is, that is really good. How's the Pete sitting with you? Oh, that's fine. I mean, I think I've probably done it in the right order. I had a lag of woolen before last week, and that's still on my palate a full week later. <laughs> <laughs> you not you not managed to eat anything since? No, no just no. That's that's how much of a professional I am. Yeah, I keep that on my palate. Uh, so the secret's out. We have to record these sessions and not stack on top of each other to get them out. It, but it has been hard to get folk together, hasn't it? To line up dates. Gregor's been kind of hounding me saying, right, right, we'll get to these dates and things like that. And it's it's hard to get people together. So we have to crack when we can get people together, we try and record multiple sessions, of course. So it can take up quite a chunk of our day. Yeah. We we appreciate it. We do guys. So much so that when I say I'm I'm recording a podcast, my wife knows that means I'm going to be hung over the next day. But it's all good. <laughs> all good. She renames it. She renames it in the family calendar, the digital calendar. She goes, "Gregor's pissed." Uh, <laughs> I joke. I joke. I am a consummate professional. Yeah. I stay sober at all times. <laughs> Tremendous. Well, lovely to see you all. I did have a couple of topics I wanted to touch on while we're together, and it was mainly under the banner. I like working titles, and um, this one would definitely be "Community Matters." As the working title, Julie, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the kind of the unravel of, of, of why we wanted to get you on. Mm-hmm. I'm, <clears throat> I'm in a, I'm, I don't know, Rob, are you a member of a whiskey club by chance? Only a small one. I started one I, 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 with my new job. I found a few whiskey uh, like-minded people and uh, there's like, there's only like four or five of us, but quite early days really. It's a case of like just acorns. Yeah, bring your bring a bottle you, you like, and we'll share. Okay, it. I was expecting you to say you were the one man whiskey club, <laughs> but you're further along than I am. I think so the word got out that I was going to Isla because I just I started in May, and then it kind of like the word got out and it got spoken about. I think I actually put uh, I enjoy, I like whiskey as a hobby in my uh, works bio, so I didn't really keep it a secret. So that's tremendous. Just in case there's any. 
any presents Aye, being yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't make a probation i want a goodbye well goodbye Lucy so Ball. you guys are you would say you're in in the infancy you're still getting to know each other and figure out what you want from yeah being a club uh, well i mean some people who have maybe dabbled in it with like their i think one lad is uh he'll only drink whiskey or only does drink whiskey with his dad at like christmas and new year but now he's really getting into it and he's connecting with it but uh funnily i mean it's actually probably no surprise that the one that everyone's connected with consistently is the big peat bombs mm. so i'm i try to introduce like some like uh some like high proof nothing too out of the way i brought a last time i brought a um a classic laddie and Somebody brought a port charlotte and the port charlotte. I mean, it's beautiful, but that definitely stole the show. Actually, it, somebody brought a, a seasoned veteran. Actually, the older the older gentleman in the, in the group, uh, he was in Campbelltown now as we speak for the first time. He brought a Ben Nevis traditional, and I'd never tried that, and that blew my socks off. It was yeah, first time I tried Ben Nevis, and yeah, that was fantastic. But yeah, it's definitely say it's it's a peat club rather than a whiskey club. And do you think that's because? You know, they're all just peat heads. They love smoky. Well, no, they're maybe any spicy food and barbecue. Or do you think it's because they're quite early in the journey and the peat is? Yeah, I think, them, I think the peat's hooking them. I think there was a few people there who were. There's a few uh, bourbon fans there, and the peat really hit home for the majority. And, yeah, uh, I think it's just big. Those big bold flavors. I mean, I've told. I'm not sure if I told it on the podcast, but I remember going to a family barbecue. And I was like, I'll take a, a strong big peated bottle to amuse myself of their reactions to this bottle. <laughs> and they saw off the whole thing and none of them ever, ever drunk whiskey neat before. And it was a, it was a Lagavulin and quarter cask and it just disappeared. <laughs> I was getting a lots of hugs and kisses uh, saying, uh, uh, thanking me for bringing the bottle. What was it? Uh, the quarter cask, uh, the furry quarter cask. Yeah. Yeah. Went down very well. Excellent. So did yeah. you, Rob? Yeah, I can, I can edit, I can edit in Lefroy Gold. Ah, you you kidding? Did I say like a fool? Yeah, I'm an absolute amateur. I don't know. <laughs> well, out of curiosity, Rob, where did uh, who started it? Was it yourself that through that little declaration, it kind of started the momentum? Yeah, yeah, because it was, it was, it was, um, it was soon after uh, the the Leeds Whiskey Festival, and it was quite. There's a lot of people turned up, and I was really surprised. To be honest, I mean, I was surprised in the first instance that it was even going to happen because I didn't realise it was such a that, that sort of community around my ends. And yeah, and after, soon afterwards, I got talking about it in the office, and yeah, it just all seemed to just fall into place. Nice. Um, Sometimes hooking in with the the retailer at whatever event you've been at, you know, like in this this customers, there's a customer base. Or working with a retailer, and it's kind of good to to recruit, if you like, from from somewhere like that because you'll not necessarily know a community until and, until they this, know yeah. until they know you exist. Type thing, yeah. you know. It's a way of connecting into yeah. the to the artery, so to speak, of yeah, yeah. Of, of people of potential yeah. members. I mean, the, yeah. uh, the one that kind of supplied the leads or sponsored the Leeds Whiskey Festival is, is actually a, a wine. A merchant, that's right, and they and they sell whiskey right. to uh, bars and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so it's again still from that it felt like there wasn't much there. But mm-hmm. I mean, since that that festival, they've seemed to have expanded their line just because right. they've obviously seen the popularity. So I'm, I'm hoping it's uh, 
it's just gonna keep going now. Yeah, the ball's the, rolling. The, yeah. Well, the reason I want to touch on it because I think there's a lot of people, or I, I sense there's a lot of people like m- myself or you, Rob, where we don't probably have an outlet or the community, the, the the real person community, right? A lot of us rely on virtual, right? Yeah. It was the YouTube whiskey, uh, whiskey tube, whether it's, you know, through specific channels or whatever. Um, and then that turns into, I guess, an informal club. But that, that does sort of limit your, you know, the experience. So you definitely, or I'm in a point in time where I would like a club experience yeah. and something that's on the regular. So much like kind of Roy, you've tried to intimate that barflies should do meetups, right? They should do these things in real person and in the real world. I'm reaching a point where I'm like, okay, I want a club. Clearly it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not going to um, happen for me. I think I need to probably create it and kind of become the the that create what i want so i, I was yes. curious yep. maybe a little back maybe even before we get to because i want to get to the glasgow whiskey club but maybe roy were you a, were you a club member of anything before the whiskey club out of curiosity uh smws is the only thing i was a member right. of uh, and i was uh, you know i was part of the kind of youtube community and, and was kind of making soft contacts let's say through youtube and things but i went along to the 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 glasgow whiskey club and at the time i tried to join the glasgow whiskey club julie uh, it was you i was in touch with and you know there was loads of folk trying to get in and julie explained look you know there's loads of folk uh, there's a a waiting list and we usually see how many members are going to renew at the end of the year and then that tells us how many spaces we've potentially got then and then you reach out to see who's still keen to get in and things but why don't you come along for a wee hosted night and you know put try it on see see if it suits right which is code speak for come along and we can work out if you're a bam or not right? <laughs> we've only been stung once and it'll never ever happen again <laughs> so so I, I went along with moment and, and because obviously it's not like you can buddy up and do a plus one or whatever and, and kind of you so i just walked into this uh this event and it was uh, i'm trying to remember which my first event was, I think it was a creative whiskey company God, night. Right. It was, it was Paul McKendrick. It was, Paul was it McKendrick at Christmas time? It. Was it in December? Yeah. Yes, it was December, December 2016. And at the end, there was, uh, the, the, there was a shop. bottle sale on. <laughs> oh, the tuck yeah, shop. And, and, I love the oh, tuck shop. And again, Julie comes up and said, you're right, pal, you, as you do. Um, and then I was like, aye, aye, that was smashing. And, you know, you're six, seven drams in, having a great night, and you're meeting folk and stuff. And I came back, and the Whiskey Rev and I were drinking together every week at that time, and I came back, and he's like, oh, how was the Glasgow Whiskey Club? How'd you get on with that? I said, nah, you wouldn't like it. These are my pals. I'm keeping them for me. <laughs> and uh, no, I said, I said, I said no. I said it was, it was smashing. I mean, it was. It, I was still working back then, and the day job and the Tuesday nights were tough for me, and I, I kept missing them. Uh, but I got into a rhythm about late summer that that following year, when I'd had the, the nod from Julie that it was okay to come along, uh, and then obviously started paying annual membership and things like that. And I've never looked back since. And for me, I think the Glasgow Whiskey Club are. I don't know if they're different because I've only tried that many, but it's just everybody kind of. I feel like everybody pitches in. I know it's a lot mm-hmm. of work, Julie. I know it's a lot of work, um, and you're not just managing events and people and numbers, 
but you're actually managing stock yeah. and you're managing politics <laughs> and sensibilities and people's opinions yeah. and all the stuff that comes along with mixing loads of different folk together. So I can see the effort that goes in. It's an undertaking that you, you could you can only do because out of passion. It's not it's not something you can make money out of easily. I don't think. I know that some clubs yeah. try. Some clubs may be successful to do, doing it. Our whiskey club doesn't. I think um, it's a thing that, that does make us successful, that no one's in it to make anything out of it. Everybody's in it because they love whiskey. Everybody's in it and we, we get the best whiskies we possibly can. Collectively, oh, yeah, we yeah. choose the best whiskies we possibly can to share with people. And I think when it's when it's a business model and people are trying to make money out of it, they must have to pull back, you know, with the amount of money that they're spending versus right. the amount of money that they're taking in and things like that. So I suppose from our perspective, because there isn't anybody doing that, it's just always yep. we're just spending all the money that we that we've got. We take <laughs> money off all of you to to pay for the nights and we and we buy the best whiskey that we possibly can. So it's um so maybe, I think that maybe I think that uh, definitely works. <clears throat> uh it does and I I'm I'm jealous and that's partially why I wanted to touch on the subject because I think it would be great if we can in some way unlock it for others to to potentially create that or something to that mm-hmm. format. I'm I'm curious remind me Julie did you, had you start were you at the day 1 from the whiskey club? Um if or... I wasn't at day 1 I was at week 2. You know okay. it was it was right at right at the beginning. But there was right. just a few of us and just the, the way that Rob was describing, we we started the Whiskey Club in the days where journalists and newspaper offices used to be overwhelmed with bottles of whiskey because they would get sent things. And there were guys who worked in the, the local newspaper. So we brought the same bottles of whiskey out. You know, it, it was we didn't have what we have now, which is we rinse six bottles, at least six bottles every every club event. We were t- we were bringing the same things out. Same yeah. people were coming and and it was just at the start, we were just sharing whiskey. But the way that we did it yeah. was we used the, the local whiskey bar. So it was the pot still and they put a poster uh-huh. up in the pot still and said, we're going to start this. If anybody's interested in coming along, come along this night. And we'll see. And we never charged any money or anything in those days. Like it was just, it was just a come along and have a dram and chat with people that you have a similar interest to. Aye. It was great. But now, I Aye. mean, we're not charging that much money. If you knew how much we charged everybody for the whiskey that they get, it's eye watering. But it's still, it's still insane. And I know that every time that you've had to put the price up over the years, um, it's, it's like for me, it's a no brainer. I just can't believe. It. I feel like I've been stealing it. <laughs> Up to now, right? So, um, I mean, the, the, the sometimes like the last end of the barrel night, you know, the the opening salvo, the opening dram was a Glen Grant. How old was it, God, Julie? I can't remember. Um, it was thirty-one it was years like old. That, or yeah, something. I can't remember. And and we were like, this is the, this old, is drum this is the first dram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's a nice God. opener. How is uh-huh. a little warm up? Yeah, and it's. And it's uh, that did go on to be the, the which drum is of the great night, as well. Fair, I love when drum one makes first, makes drum of the yeah, night. It's, it's great. So maybe maybe Julie, maybe night. talk to the construct of a of a of a club night in the whiskey club for you guys. I mean, I, I'd love to figure out how we get from a few passionate bringing bottles to mm. a, a rotation and and it's self fulfilling. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe just talk through what a typical Glasgow whiskey club night looks like. Now, so we we've got a committee of ten. 
that that run the the whiskey club. Um, I'm the secretary of the club. Roddy's the treasurer of the club, and Rich is the chair. And the rest of the guys, we we just all contribute. So we meet. We're now doing all this virtually. So we meet and we and we work out what the lineups are going to be for maybe two months in advance. So we we kind of work that out. We've now gone from I used to hold all the stock in my house. And it just got ridiculous. <laughs> so we store it in. The Good Spirits Company, they they hold the they've got a couple of shelves for us that we we fill up and under Roddy's desk basically, but um, mm-hmm. yeah we take the bottles down between the between the ten of us we work out like we pour all the whiskies set them all out we've got printed placemats and they get put out on the tables and we we just put the the whiskies out numbered one to six seven sometimes eight just depends what we've got. <laughs> And then we've worked out in advance who's going to introduce each of the, the whiskies. So that's for our barrel nights. So okay. members of the committee will research a bottle. There's there's varying <laughs> varying levels of research done. Sometimes I stand up and I read off yeah. the back of it because I've not <laughs> I've not had time. But um but other times, you know, like they'll talk a little bit about the distillery, they'll talk about, you know, things that they've found out, stuff about the whiskey, stuff about the company. Um, if it's a bottler or a, you know just lots of wee snippets of information and um, yeah they introduce the whiskies and then people are sitting I think the the smallest table's four you know like the, there's bigger tables that I've got eight and ten at it but you know you're sitting with your pals basically just having a uh-huh. chat about about the whiskey that you're drinking so yeah, it does that. We go through the six whiskies and then we vote for the drama of the night. One of the guys takes care of social media, so he posts it all on Instagram. We tell people what the drama of the night was and and just socialise in it. You know, that's. Aye. Do you think that's a? And usually, if there's any tales Aye. left in a bottle, you know the the, the some you know the favourites. You know, because not everybody's voted for drama of the night. So you pick up your favourite, you can pour an extra yeah. wee dram or whatever. But when you when you're there at nights that you have eight drams, you can, yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So, but but so there are often dregs and tails. It's just left it depends how many after. people we get signing up. Sometimes we get 30, 35 people. Sometimes we get twenty five. So if there's only twenty five, there's more whiskey right. left at the end for people to have the extra dram. Why do you limit it at thirty five? Because that allows us to use a single bottle. So you're pouring under yeah, an ounce quite, per pour, right? It's a Two CL pours, two CL pours, and um, and that affords us to to use a single bottle, which means that we can buy really really good special Uh stuff. You know that you couldn't necessarily get two bottles of. We watch auctions. We buy from different retailers. People go on distillery trips. uh, Members donate bottles. It just you know there's a a wide variety of ways that we acquire the the bottles of whiskey that we that we put out. So it's it's a. But that's the bar- that's the barrel night at the end yeah, of the month, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, aye, sorry. We have, uh-huh. we have another. So we have two nights a month. Yeah. Okay. We have a we have a <laughs> mid month um, hosted event where a company distillery bottler, whatever will come along and they'll bring their range of whiskey, and they'll host for us. And there's varying there's varying outcomes of that. Sometimes people will do it for free. Sometimes we donate the money to charity. Sometimes we've got to buy the bottles. It just depends. It depends what we've what we're up against but we've had some really cracking um nights we had um we had a wee extra night as well just before whiskey fringe where the guys from springbank came along and did uh, (laughs) and did a 
run you know it was it was out with it was a it was a Thursday night the the club normally runs on a Monday or a Tuesday and it was a Thursday night and I kind of put the feelers out to see (laughs) initially how many people were a member of the Springbank Society and I stopped counting at 24 I was just like okay (laughs) that's that's fine so yeah. they did that. So we we donated the the takings to to a charity for them. We still have to actually work that out. But yeah, um, okay. That sounds insane. Yeah. And that was that's, that was that was uh, you know we're in the Bonacord yeah. and we're on a kind of little mezzanine bit of the Bonacord. It's still part of the public bar, and I have never <laughs> seen it that so crammed. many people. I mean, pe- people <laughs> were there were tasting mats hanging off the edges of tables and things yeah. and. I'd never seen, you know, only half a butt cheek on some of the, the you know, it was really so, crammed and but the, it brought such <clears> an atmosphere. And I think even the, because the guys heading up to the, yeah. the fringe, you know, Nicole was there and uh, Fiona and David was there and yeah. Craig and, you know, the whole team from Springbank's there. And they felt the buzz. They got to touch a positive side of what's going on for them. And I think they enjoyed that. I think they got a real, but and we were very appreciative of it. And the stuff that brought along for us were real treats as oh, well. Yeah. And it's that buzz, that kind of that that thing that this is, this is a healthy thing to do. This is a good, positive thing to do. People, Juliet, you know the folk at that whiskey club, folk that I would have I'd otherwise had no business knowing, <laughs> getting to know, meeting. That's right, just complete yeah. strangers, a complete mix of folk from it, from all sorts of trades and backgrounds all over the city. I and it's a very very positive thing which is why that it, i'm so kind of banging on about trying to barflies or or in the chat and the v pubs or whatever just say look if you're thinking gregor about starting a local club do it and and shout out to people like your retailers as julie's mentioned or a bar, shout out if to you've got a whiskey bar near you yeah yeah no. yeah and, and, and that's why i'm bringing it up because i do think it's i think we'd be surprised how many of our community and, and virtual actually need this and want that yeah. and it's just not there so i'm keen to maybe unpack as much as possible within the time that we have of i think that's you've painted a, a fantastic picture of the end goal i'm curious mm. through the journey of it julie what there. was what were the the pivotal points where it went from people being generous or what bottles they've got right which i think can maybe that that could last a year maybe before people are kind of wanting something else from other club mm-hmm. or, or whatever mm-hmm. i'm curious if there were any standout points from you or, or f- for you in that journey what were they there was the a way? there was a time where we started to charge money <laughs> and it wasn't a, it wasn't a fee we took a fiver ahead to for the the club nights that we were having we were only meeting once a month and um and we took a fiver ahead, and there were people that voted with their feet because they were outraged that they were being charged a fiver for um, for coming along. That's a long time ago, mind you. But uh-huh. wow! But yes, yeah, slowly but surely, we had to kind of add it up because it went from being fairly informal and bottles of whiskey just sitting on a table and people helping themselves to a dram to us actually sitting down pouring whiskey for people. And having uh, and hosting it ourselves and doing that 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 style of presentation, where yes. it's a wee bit more yeah. along the lines of everybody's learning a bit more. So uh-huh. you know, like even if it's just just as I say, fun facts about a distillery that one of the committees managed to Google and find. Uh, you know, you get wee snippets of information. You're trying whiskies. We've gone from it being you can drink basically what you want from the bottles that are on the table 
to you're going to try at least a dozen whiskies a month if you come to everything mm. that the whiskey club organises. So for for people starting to explore their whiskey journey and people that are starting to, to get into it, that's the ideal opportunity because they're going to try so many different things so quickly, you know, yes. as they go yep. along. And they then build up a, a network of pals to go to things with, like whiskey festivals and trips to distilleries and different things like that. So, curious, cu- curious on your your experience, if there are any do's and don'ts from what you've you've kind of gone through. I'm sure uh, there are a few don'ts. I'm curious on that. Just one, just one don't. That was um, you need to know who's coming in the door. Uh-huh. So I, for years and years, did it on blind faith. Yeah, no bother, just come along. Just come along and join us. That would be fine. And th- there was a mistake once, and we've never done it again. So right, we get so you people, need commitment. You need yeah, to we, we get the, We get yeah. people to come along and, and, you know, like, and it's for them as well, for them to see if they like it. Because, no, you know, not everybody's going to, well, if they like whiskey, they are. But no, everybody's going to want to come along. Feel comfortable. Yeah, feel yeah. comfortable. So um, it gives them the opportunity to come along and see what we're about. And it also gives us the opportunity to see what they're about as well. Yeah. So good. when you have a person coming along for their very first time and they, they manage to get banned from the bar that you run the whiskey club in, it kind of... Yeah, that's not. A, wow, that's not, a problem. It's not the best. Yeah, yeah, and and I think I think that it's, it's interesting what you said about when you actually started to charge that people yeah, voted yeah, for yeah. you, and you really. So there's some people. I mean, they'd built up a sense of entitlement without yeah. recognizing that it wasn't many. It d- was, definitely were, wasn't many. Yeah, and, and you know they're offended when there's a charge. Was obviously going to be there mm. has to be a charge, especially when you're having to arrange hosts mm-hmm. and you need to buy Glen Cairns and you need to do yeah. taste mats and you need to do the. It becomes much more unstructured the more people that yeah. come along. But also, you know, that you've got this, you know, they'd built that sense of kind of maybe entitlement. But some people walk in the door with a sense <laughs> of entitlement or expectation that we can't ever meet, that you're not mm-hmm. going to. And so that's, I think that's what you're trying to pick up on. These people that are not going to be open-minded, pleasant, mm-hmm. polite, grateful, gracious, all of these things that you, whiskey's good at attracting those folk, mm-hmm. which is why you did it on blind faith for, for, years, for so yeah. long, because you'd, Probably just did a very positive. I mean, you even let Ralphie join. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's kind of you, you, I can understand why you you would yeah. do that. And I think what Rob's been able to do there is touch the people that is kind of close to him that are into whiskey. And there's there's a kind of there's a known thing. But if you're going to go out and your retailer or you're going to go out into the public, you've no idea if these people are going to fit into the, what you're trying mm-hmm. to build. So, so I don't, I don't think there's there's no cruelty there. It's just that you know you want to you want to have like minded people, mm-hmm. and and that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to exclude lots of people and just have your kind of people. You just want to have folk that will be polite and pleasant to each other and, That's and right. help. You don't want somebody that starts a fight direction. or you know <laughs> has four drums and starts fighting with people <laughs> and things like that. You know, that's there are people like that out um, there. So you've got to be aware of that. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. just just as we talk, I just reminded myself that we I'd, prior to my work whiskey club, I tried to do a little. Because I'm, a, I'm, I've already said I'm a lockdown whiskey fan. That's how I found it. Like, and a few yes. of my uh, close friends uh, from university, they they kind of had this felt down the similar. Maybe not as deep as maybe I have. 
Um, but I tried to do it online and we weren't like sending samples and we were just buying sample bottles and, and tasting packs from websites. But obviously the Glasgow Cup has always been like a, I assume it's always been a face to face in the pot still, or sorry, in the bonnet cord. Do you think it would work online? Cause I know like the grail, they have their online tasting club. It, we did. We, we ran online for over a year during lockdown. Oh. And would, does it work? Does it, does yeah. it kind of translate as well? Or? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It was... Um, How do we I join? <laughs> we were doing it one... We were just doing it once a month. And um, we were doing it... What night were we doing it, Roy? Was that a... I think it was still a was Tuesday it? night. Was it was not? It? Did we not? Oh, no, it started off we Saturday. We did Fridays, I think. I can't remember. God, that's terrible. I can't remember. Yeah, because it, when lock, lockdown, when lockdown, it's difficult to remember lockdown from now. But when lockdown kicked in, the, the days just turned to grey, right? They just merged into each other. So nobody suddenly had, you know, special days to keep for yeah. like Sunday lunches and Saturday and Friday nights. So you might have been right. I think we I did think start. We did it I say we, uh, you did start. It but we had, you know, because we had such a kind of good committee, a good group of people. We would, one of us, well, it started off, one individual did all the pouring and then we would go and collect the sets from them and we were hand delivering them to people's houses. Oh, wow. And um, we would split up the list and hand deliver them and then we would give everyone a stamped addressed envelope to put the empties back in to send them back mm. to the next person. Yes. And we did it in a kind of rotation. But it's it's a lot of work, you know. It, it is a lot of work doing that because I was also doing that for my job. I was I was yeah. making up sets of whiskey for my job as well. So it was really so. That, sounds, that that does sound like it, it tests mm. the passion. Oh, I've I've God. dabbled yeah. I've dabbled yes. a little with um for fundraisers we would do uh, blind virtuals and um aye there's whole aye. days of pouring into oh, little yeah. bottles um, numbering yes. numbering labels yeah. and yeah but it's I'm curious. Curious, Julie, on the, okay, it went virtual. Mm -hmm. Would it have been as strong or successful if had you not had the community at the start, right? If you were suddenly to try and start something up virtually, do you think you would have had the same success or did it thrive because of the community being there in the first place? So it did thrive because of the community. Um, however, through my job, um, I started an online whiskey club through Facebook because I felt that there was a real gap for people. So there were people that didn't have a whiskey club community like we did uh -huh. because we just, we weren't really, we weren't inviting anybody else in. We were just, you know, our, our list of guys, we were, we were rinsing bottles. We weren't, you know, like there was very little left over each night because we were getting, people were in their own houses. So we were getting 35 people. Mm -hmm. um, but I felt from a work perspective, that um that, that there were a lot of people out there that didn't have that contact. They didn't have a, someone to help them in to do that. So I launched an, an online um, Facebook whiskey club and we got a thousand, wow. a thousand sign-ups in the first 10 days or something like that. It was crazy. Wow. And we did... Um, we did virtual tastings and I capped it at 35. Again, we were just using single bottles of things. I got guests to come along and do events for me. I was doing Elixir stuff, you know, like, because, well, the opportunity it was the Elixir Whiskey Club. So I was taking the opportunity sure. to get our liquid under people's noses. But, um, but yeah, that if, if you've got a network on a social media platform, it's there. It's there already. Right. Yeah. And um, 
has that have you maintained that is that it's it, it's dwindled I've not got time now because I, right, I had right, right. I had time that was how I was hosting tastings I was doing it online and now I'm back out I'm traveling I'm doing whiskey festivals and different events there's literally absolutely no time to do it online anymore although you know yeah. although I've I'm not saying I wouldn't do it because I did one just recently for um TB Watson for Drambusters and I was in a hotel <laughs> I was in my hotel and I was sharing the platform with Paul Dempsey from Brave New Spirits and he was in a hotel in Aberdeen I was in a hotel in Birmingham <laughs> and Brian was in Dumfries and we were we were on StreamYard doing a, a virtual tasting not that long ago so that's it's still happening yeah I'm curious I'm curious yeah, how there is yeah. if there is a hybrid model or you know it does feel like the pendulum we've swung fully back to mm-hmm. in person but I think there's there's definitely unlocks in there um the girls at the Grail are doing that. They were doing half and half. They were doing people with virtual packs and one of them was in the other room hosting for those people and the other oh. one was out in the, the shop doing um, in person. But Interesting. That's, that's hard work. That is yeah, really sound, hard it work. Does. Absolutely. It does. My pa- my passion yeah. level just yeah. went down when you mentioned how much <laughs> that would be. Roy, yeah. out, of cu- out of curiosity, what, <laughs> what, what is, a, is a now long-time member of... Uh, the Glasgow Whiskey Club. Then, what's what would you say is um, what what's the biggest thing that you take from being that a member of it? Like, what's the biggest payoff for you? Oh, I, I'd say, you, I mean, I've met obviously folk like Julie and Roddy and Ian and and so many. I mean, I've now I'm at the stage now where I'm st- I still feel like I'm a newbie, right? I still a relatively new member to a lot of them, but I've taken along my pals now there's a few my pals that's in the glasgow whiskey club now and i look forward to it's a pocket of time for me to hang out with them and meet them in real life rather than just virtually or whatever but for me it was it was you know we can all study in isolation and understand whiskey and learn about whiskey the facts behind the distillery and production but when you sit around a table with folk they all have different takes on it some of them have not not everybody has more knowledge than you but some of them absolutely definitely do and what you get is you get context. You get so much more um, understanding about what the whiskey is, not just by detail, like this cask is this, but what that means, what how that's changed the whiskey, how it's worked with that specific spirit. And you're getting all of these opinions of this depth of experience flying around the room. It's saturating. And it was like when I, club nights for me were accelerators. They were like you sat... I turned up to the club and I knew everything I needed to know about, you know, Glen Talkers, right? I knew Glen Talkers. <laughs> and you sit there in company and you, Christ, I didn't, I didn't know anything about Glen Talkers. You know, you just, you just, it's an accelerator. You suddenly realise that there's so much more complexity. Every club night was another kind of look through the letterbox of look what you don't know yet. And that was, you can only do that as a group. No, no, what even... You know, our, our most knowledgeable folk at the club, you know, they're they're turning up at the club and learning things, I think. Everybody is. Um, That's the thing. Uh, Everybody's learning from each other, which, which is lovely. Uh, <clears throat> you you uh, bring up a good or a good um, angle. I'm curious, Julie, what do you do or, or do you do anything to stop it being a, a club full of aficionados? And, you know, like, how, how do you tackle inclusivity? to ensure that there's newer people coming in 
and, and new opinions or, you know, people new on the journey. Because I'm, I'm conscious, a club, right? If you said, what's a whiskey club look like? I'm sure we could paint a picture of opinionated, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> middle-aged, whatever. And I'm curious, <laughs> do you try and, well, do you try and sort of craft the club in a way that you want it? Or do you um, let it become what it what it needs to become? I don't, I, I don't think we do, actually. Do you, Roy? Do you think that we... I think it's it's like whiskey in any environments. It's almost self cleaning and self designing, right? Yeah. And look, look at you've got you've got Jen. Mm-hmm. You know, Jen's part of the committee now, right? Oh, and she, uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Of I'm, I'm going to offend the lassie now because I, I think she's great. She's, <laughs> but she she kind of reminds me of a, a young kind of or newer Julie. Is would that be weird <laughs> to say that because she's kind of got she's got to stand up there in front of everybody and she's got to present the yep. bottles and things, tell people to shut yep. up and listen. Right, and and I was like, and and, and but she's doing mm-hmm. it. She's just getting her, ha- her 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 hands dirty and just doing it. And you're like, this is good. I like to see this because there's some. She's only a couple of years in, I think, maybe three years. I don't Not know. Not as much as that. But she's already. Oh no! Of course, we have I, lockdown. Oh God, I've lost my life to lockdown. <laughs> lockdown. Jesus. Uh, well, the first time it was it was more than a, it was more than a few yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she maybe appeared maybe just before yeah, lockdown. Yeah, she joined when we were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so she's in the committee now, and she she's new, and and she's she, nobody's expecting her or wanting her to know or be an expert on anything. She's she's willing to stand up and introduce the bottles, and we're quiet and we listen to her, and we're grateful that she's doing it. And she's a nice energy. The club's bringing along more folk like that all the time, and it's we're no picking them, as Julie said. There's no interview process. I keep saying we. I should be saying you, no, but, no, but, it's, but it's my uh-huh. club. I, it's my club. I feel like it's my club, and I'm not on the committee. And I don't. I know what I, I do appreciate the massive amount of work that you guys put in to make that thing run the way it does. But you see that, and you say that this, no, this is taking care of itself. You know, there's we've got folk that have been there for years. We've got the old guard. We've got the experienced folk. But there's there's fresh faces coming in all the time. In fact, I would say that would it be a stretch to say that. Almost every club night I go to, there's at least one face that I don't possibly, know. Possibly, And there's a nice rotation yeah. there. There's a nice kind of, and we are, I would say, I hope that we are welcoming. I hope that we we say to folk, oh, I, you know, nice mm-hmm. to meet you. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm Roy or whatever. Um, I think I think the, the only thing that I, I feel like I moan about is keeping people polite. So if someone's presenting and yeah. folk are talking, then I'll show them to shut up <laughs> because <laughs> because it's you know it's rude because if the mm. person who's sitting talking over the person who's presenting was actually standing up presenting a bottle they would expect everybody to be listening to them so uh, so that is the that's probably the thing I moan most about is that people um, should be respectful and listen to the pe- they're only they're only being made to listen to them for a couple of minutes while they they tell them about the whiskey and then they can all talk for you know for the rest of time so and I think that does make a difference because people do have respect for each other and it's not just because I'm shouting at them because I don't have to do it very often I was going to say does does the frequency or the volume that you need to shout differ as the more drams you go in that you're having to (laughs) eventually it just becomes a big stick maybe the last maybe the last one I was good I'm getting a good picture of it and um Rob, I hope I hope you come away with some oh, yeah, definitely. takeaways because I, I, I'm definitely going to go away with uh, some. I'm curious. So it's it's hosted bon, in the pot bon still. Um, uh, sorry, the bond, the bond. Um, 
how, how does that relationship work? Because I think that's a good one. Often with clubs and social dynamic, you need it yeah. on neutral ground. It can't be at someone's um, house or that. So I'm curious, how does that relationship um, benefit one another, right? Because I'm sure bars are like, wait, what? You're going to bring the bottles in yeah. my bar? <laughs> like, how, how, how does that uh, relationship we stay fruitful? We have a brilliant relationship with the Bon Accord. Um, and they run whiskey clubs as well. And for them, people are going in before the whiskey club starts. They're having some dinner. They're having pints. They're, you know, like, it's a Tuesday night or a Monday night. The pub is busy. I mean, God, it's, you know, every night's busy in the, the Bon Accord. But I don't know. Is it good for them to be the home of Glasgow's Whiskey Club? And they've got so many other ones as well because they run their own. Um, the Valanche Whiskey Club runs out of there as well that Chris and Jess run. Um they appreciate what that's about and what that community is about because people will go back to the bar. They'll go back to the bar independently of being at the whiskey club because they do good beers. They've got a great selection of whiskey and it's such a welcoming environment. Like every single person who works in there is just lovely and really welcoming and it, you, you, you're made to feel super welcome the minute you walk in the door with every single one of them, you know, so... I, I really want to riff from the point you are saying about like, that it's just such a welcoming place. And I, I we did a stop-off in Glasgow uh, on my way up to, to Dundee over Christmas. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, we, we have to go to the Bon Accord. And this is... <laughs> and I got taken behind the bar and it just like, it's just so welcoming. Like I'd never been to a, I've never been to a whiskey bar before if I'm, I'm being completely honest. And it was so overwhelming. And uh, I actually walked away with uh, a... A single cask. Uh, it was the whiskey bars of Scotland, and it was a Ben Ben Romac, and I got given sample after sample. Like, oh, try this, try this, try this. Is that like going to a friend's house and like, yeah, like getting all his bottles out? And I actually opened it recently because it was my missus bought it for me as a birthday gift, and it's just, mm. it's it was such a beautiful place, and I can't wait to go to the Glasgow Whiskey Festival just to go back to the Bon Accord because it's, yeah. it's yeah. It's fantastic. It, it makes a huge difference. It really does. You're just, um, you. I think what you work out and what you what you're really grateful for is Thomas, Paul, and yeah. the team there are ambassadors for yeah, our city. Absolutely, not just for whiskey and just the, but just for that kind of pub mm-hmm. culture thing. You know, uh, all of the rest of it. My first ever visit to the Bon Accord was about whiskey. It was my brother. And I went in there eh, with his wife and the three of us sat there at the bar, we weren't. Eh? But the whiskies we were asking about marked us out, <laughs> right, as whiskey folk, right? So along comes this white-haired man, Paul, and he's... he's Paul's a legend. He spent three hours with us that day, and he's working. Three hours yeah. chatting. He, and I said, listen, I can't... And he, like you say, Rob, he took us behind the bar, photos, <laughs> and what do you want to try, boys, and things. <clears throat> and he... he you know, when we left there, I was like, you, you know, I've spent a, a hell of a lot of time with us today. And his his line is, no, it's a pleasure for me. I love this job. Yeah. He said, I'm, I'm working, but I'm not working, if that makes sense. Uh, whiskey's a conversation in a glass, and it was good to talk to you folk today. Handshakes and that as we leave, thinking, I can't yeah. really go back yeah. there again. Yeah. That's a hell of a one-liner, that, though. Whiskey's a conversation <laughs> in a glass. That's Paul McDonough. That yeah, that's, brilliant. that's his line, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Rob, you, you made a good, I was going to segue into it, but you, it was a good, you, you teed me up. It is going to be, Is this? correct me if I'm wrong, Julie, this is going to be the second Glasgow <laughs> Whiskey Festival in the same so, year. The reason for that is we had 2021 in February because um, 
the COP26, so the the big um, events that were running in Glasgow actually knocked us out of our venue because the police, the police Scotland, their headquarters was in Hamden Football Stadium. So because that happened, it knocked on the Scottish Cup semi-final to the day that we had booked. And unfortunately, the SFA take precedence over a whiskey festival. <laughs> That's We get booted out because of them. And we looked at knocking it forward and we decided to kick it over into the new year just to be clear of Christmas and any kind of backlash that there would come with COVID spikes and things like that after Christmas. So we did it in February. So we actually, on the, the programme, on all our social media, on everything we refer to as the 2021 Glasgow Whiskey Festival. So our date is normally yeah. um, in November. So this is actually the 2022 that's going to be on the 12th of November. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm curious what... Um... What challenges or complexities did it bring to organising two in the same year? Like, is it, I'm presuming you don't just copy paste anyway, you are, you know, crafting it to some degree each year or each each event. What was the, what were the challenges there between having I two suppose, in the same year? I um, suppose onboarding people that we, were, that we weren't running two festivals in one year, if you like. While it does appear that way, <clears throat> they were all signed up for November and then it got knocked over. So kind of convincing people that it's not really two in one year, but it was. And I think we should be doing it every year. We could. <laughs> this is the thing. We could sell it hand like over and over and over again. But oh, I, I'm oh, I, like my yeah. job, I'm a whiskey ambassador. I I work most weekends doing whiskey festivals because there are so many of them. So there's a there's a kind of etiquette to it and there's a slot and you've got your slot to our slots in November. February was great. Everybody loved it. Like it was it was great to to have it at that time. But and I suppose the the biggest challenge just now is that it's come round so quickly for us. So we're kind of chasing our tail a wee bit, just getting everything finalised and organised. But yeah. It's... I can't wait. I can't wait. I just can't <laughs> wait. It's just it's a great day. It's a great day. But Gregor, I think that your theme about this podcast is clear that so Gregor doesn't you know, there isn't a theme and there isn't a structure to these podcasts. It's just, we're, we're, we're just listening to what Gregor's going to question and what he's going to. So it's clubs and community and getting people together is clearly the theme. And that's what the festival embodies more than yeah. anything. Yeah, you get to try all these amazing whiskies over the, it's free pour, Glasgow Whiskey Festival's free pour. There's no currency or, or uh, substitute currency, no tokens or anything. <laughs> Rob's eyes, Rob's eyes just yeah, went yeah. massive. <laughs> yeah. it, it is free pour. Um, so you can go and try and one day it's a really efficient way to try lots of things that you that, that you've not uh, tried or, or whatever it may be but you know that's all it becomes the structure and the platform the foundation but it also fades into being the wallpaper once more and it's the folk it's always the folk it's always the people and it, over the years it's built up that i used to go and ask julie you know can i get a couple of extra tickets this year can i take more than i need for me you have folk coming in for Europe and things, and that's just blown up now. So there's people, there's people coming in, and if they're going to pick a weekend to to arrive here, they're trying to target that Glasgow Festival weekend, and it's just it's about getting people together. Like we talked about in last week's podcast, there we go. That that beauty of being able to look at folk that you had no chance of meeting otherwise. Scotty Monroe said it last time, didn't mm. he? And, and it, and it's just like you're just grateful for it, and it's the the festivals, like at the core of all of that. 
it gives you that excuse. It gives you that hard anchor to to celebrate all of that, all of those dynamics. And it's I after after February, Julie. You know, there was an article went out on yeah. Dramface that may or may not have been written by me, <laughs> and and I, it was not planned. I didn't intend to write an article about the Glasgow Whiskey Festival because that was my wee private party at the weekend. <laughs> That's what that was for me in mm. February. But there was such a release from it. There was such a just an amazing buzz that I got from it that I had to write that thing because everybody I spoke to was just like, we needed this to kick the year off. We needed this to draw a line under our last two years of misery. And everybody felt the same way. And so much had changed in whiskey in those two years. That's right. The announcement of Ian Croucher and his new Campbelltown distillery. People there that we'd never had before and... I remember speaking to the team at Arden Murkin, mm-hmm. right? They'd, they'd normally been at every festival explaining who the hell Arden Murkin was. You mm-hmm. know, introducing, oh, we're this distillery in the Western, you know, Peninsula, all the rest of it, all these things. They would have to sell themselves. And they were six people deep. The whole time. <laughs> Caught, they were just swamped the yep. whole time. You couldn't, you could, it was tough to get near the, their booth. And that just, that was just in two years, that's turned. And you see that you saw that everywhere. This renaissance of kind of new products, new brands, new, new series, new releases, new distilleries, new whiskey, new whiskey everywhere. Are you, a, it's a good thing to ask. Are you saturated, Julia? Are you struggling to fit folk in there now? It's a huge, huge um, venue. Yeah, we, yeah, we reach a point where we we have to stop because because yeah, you can you can only fit so much in. So and how many people can into each set? Um, so between um, tickets and guests and staff and exhibitors and such like, it's about a thousand at each one. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And Maybe. how many stalls? Normally, um, so normally <clears throat> we have off whiskey stands. It's normally about sixty-five, and then there's normally about ten that are non-whiskey stands. So we've got like a chocolatier and a t-shirt stand, and I think that's going to be merch. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, merchandise. We've yeah. got our own merchandise stand. Glass, Angel Share Glass, and wood companies that make things out of staves and things like that. So there's a few non-whiskey stands as well that people can have a little breather and it's a spoiler for you rob you know i know you're coming up in november but i'll leave this a spoiler for you because Aaron mcfault told me a very funny story about a man he met and the exact same thing happened to me in february i met somebody for the community he's come up from england and that and i met him at the glasgow whiskey festival before it was a, so it was a handshake and that he was buzzing he was about three hours in <laughs> and and he said <laughs> he said to me he said, "Oh, this is just great." He said, "I never." He said, "I never. I've been at festivals before, but not one this big. It's brilliant. Have you tried this? Have you tried that?" And then I mentioned one, and he said, "Oh no, I've not seen that." I said, "It's over in the other hall." And he went, "There's another hall." <laughs> so oh, he's been brilliant. there three hours. <laughs> but that's really what's funny about that is that Error had the exact same experience the time before he'd been there. So the scale of Glasgow's. It's pretty much mirrored. It's too it's yeah. symmetrical. It's split over two two hospitality halls, and there's it's it's a big big event. So there is. I used to try and plan it and try and be strategic about where I would hit and go, but now I just go. Well, that's the floor. thing. People you will come and tell that. you about stuff and tell you about things to try, and we've got and Glen yes. Rivers are going over there. So really, yeah. Are there any tickets? I was going to ask for session two. There are tickets for session two. Okay, I'm going to both of them, Roy. I can't make it to the meal. (laughs) Well, tell us about that, Julie. Why can't you go go to both? both. You're not allowed to go to both. Aye. 
No, bear me so. Because you learnt that lesson pretty early <laughs> on as a brand. No? Well, I was going to say, I mean, Leeds is probably uh, nothing compared to the, the festival, sorry, compared to Glasgow, and I didn't even make it around to see yeah. to speak to you, let alone. Yeah, yeah. Some, um, of course, of course. It's I, I think if you, um, you, I mean, you can you can spend time at a stand and run through all the whiskies that they've got, and before you know it, you've been there for twenty five minutes, and that's twenty five minutes of your time gone. Like, mm, so, yes. and you've cut you've cut the time have, this have, year. Yeah. Is, is there is that controversial? Is I, there a, I don't think so. I think um, we've got you know we can't run a whiskey festival without exhibitors. Exhibitors are people who come along to the whiskey festival are given a glass and a bottle of water on the way in the door, and they don't need anything else from us <laughs> because we've it's it's all there for them. So we we have a duty of care to exhibitors, and there comes a little. There comes a little cut-off point where, you know, it's nothing good happens after three and a half hours type thing, you know. Yeah, um, so yeah. we've cut it. You've cut it. Yeah. You've cut the time. We've cut the time. So we um, we have a half time. We we take all the exhibitors. The security then take over for us and then they, they get everyone out from the first session. We take all the exhibitors up to another part of the venue and give them a meal and um and I've got three massage therapists that come and do neck and shoulder massages oh, for nice. the for the exhibitors. How much does um, that ticket cost? <laughs> Julie, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's great. And that's uh, and then and then everybody's ready to to do session two again. So it's a long day, you know, for for exhibitors it's a long day. So we we do have a duty of care for them. So seven hours is long enough, yeah. you know. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eight hours is sometimes just a wee stretch. So this year we're going to. Yeah, yeah. Have yet. We're pulling it back. Julie, have yet. I've yet to be to a proper mm-hmm. proper festival. I think um, the closest I got was to the the whiskey vaults bastard okay. ball yeah, thing yeah. in uh, Austin with with Roy. Uh, but I imagine the mechanism is much the same. That there's a stall, yep. there's bottles, and there's rows of people. Yeah. I'm curious. Who who do you who have you seen do the this exchange the best? Because for me, there's a lot of dead time, where the person that's had a dram poured is stood at said yeah, and table, not getting out the way. You know, and there's a well, yeah, there's a dead exchange because you're like, I'm just you're uh-huh. just taking up space, and 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 you know, like you're slowing up the yeah. ambassador, right? Like I I don't know, I feel like in the current time that we are, there's a better way of like, here's the thing. And if there needs to be an exchange, some, I don't know, it can happen. But some of this could be either in your hand, on your phone, and you're getting the information. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm a, is it too old school to think that you need to stand with the ambassador for 10 minutes while the guy behind, or person, behind you is stood looking at their shoelaces waiting so for their from dram? A, from a work like, capacity, so this that what I do for, for my job is I try and keep my eye on everybody and make sure that the people that are too behind the people who are just standing chatting are are having whiskey poured for them, and you can kind of keep up and and ah, talk okay. to people about different things, and um and it's a good way sometimes to bring everybody in and include them together. You know, they can say right, right. so you're almost doing like pass, a group taste. Each past yeah, the yeah. line, everybody listen. I'll do this once, and I, you know, <laughs> everybody join in and you pour whiskies, and you know, and it gets people talking as well, and and you, 
That's, and if you, I like that. That's a skill. That's a skill, Julie. And I think that that's yes. a skill that you demonstrate right through everywhere you go, the club, the festival, and in your job. And it's it's an it's you're a bit of an empath. You know, you you can see you you've been through, you've been there, you've been on the yeah. other side of the table, and you know that all you're you're doing is you're just patiently waiting for your pour. Um, and you've worked out a good a good balance. And I see that at the festival. I see the people that are really mm-hmm. good at that. Um, other folk just want to kind of deep dive into conversations and you know if you're stuck behind one of them move on to another Aye. table come back again when yeah. it's quieter you know don't don't kind of hang your jacket on one bottle and br- when you've got you know uh, two halls yeah. this, this... you know you, you, even if you went to both sessions rob which you're not going to be able to do um, <laughs> there's, there's no way you're going to you, you need two weeks to get around all the the stuff that's yeah. on offer there just move on um and and kind of help the ambassadors a wee bit and understand that they're yeah. they're operating uh, you said the word uh, recently, Julie. In fact, it was when you were here yesterday. You talked about w- when you're doing that job. Every single word that you—it's s- not like we're sitting talking yeah. here. This is a conversation. Yeah. But you're yeah. on, and you're thinking about everything that you say. You're performing. You're balancing. You're indulging, and it's uh, that takes a lot of energy. So I think as people that are just getting to reach out and enjoy the whiskey, it's earth. It's incumbent upon us to kind of look at these folk that are working mm-hmm. hard and be yeah. patient move on to the next table and come back when it's a wee bit quiet. Yeah. I did wonder, like, do you get many people that just, like, thrust the glass between people and be like... Oh, yeah. And they just... And they just, I just... I don't know if... You, I, when I was, again, I've only done it once and I felt like you... Did, even just the politeness to say, like, have a little a little word with them. But then again, I've never been to a whiskey festival that had a thousand people in it. I've never been in a room of a, a thousand mm. people drinking whiskey at the same time. I don't yeah. know how that's going to be. Yeah, yeah. It's smashing. <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> it's I think that there are people. So again, from a from a work perspective, there are people who will do that. Who will just come up and they'll just they'll point they'll point at a bottle, and you pour them a whiskey and they walk away. And you don't need to you don't need to talk to them because they're they're clear in what they want to be doing. Um, people who actually stand and talk to you will get all the best drums. Well, I, that was one thing I wanted to say. Uh, I remember, I, there's the yeah, I um, I didn't realise because again, I, I feel like I'm, I can I can chew people's ears off at the best of times, but um, I managed to get like a behind the bar bottle. It was a it was a Brown Foreman, and this this chap brought up a, a unreleased UK bourbon. It was the yeah. Elijah K, Elijah Craig Rye, and it was outstanding. I'm like, I don't want to miss out on that. I don't yeah. want to miss out on these little secrets if, yeah. just by thrusting my glass in and then leaving or the best whiskeys come out of cleaned out fresh orange juice bottles and things <laughs> from the back of stands yeah. <laughs> they're oh, the best I... ones yeah sunny d that's the code word the code word is uh, have you got any sunny d with a wink and i don't think uh, I, I used to i used to feel that that was all oh, it's really elitist you know you need to be in the know to get those bottles and then you work out no. That actually, no, you got offered them because you're super yeah, passionate you're about what they're talking about yeah, and yeah. that's that's what happened and, yeah. and you 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 just oh you you don't need to show that you're knowledgeable. That's a mistake. Actually, what you need to show is that you are genuinely mm-hmm. curious and open yeah. to learning about what what's yeah. that bottle of clear stuff. <laughs> why, why is that clear? Uh-huh. Oh, well, I this is we this is here's grain that you don't we've not even announced it and nobody knows that we're even distilling yeah. this stuff. Would you like to try it? Would I like to try? My yeah. goodness! So it's just just be careful. Aye, just be careful. <laughs> don't drink the clear stuff. You could be yeah, drinking yeah. hand sanitizer. <laughs> That's I was going right. to say the hand sanitizer could throw us <laughs> off right now. And can I, can I, just another, one of the most important things that exists is getting water into people's yeah. hands. Glasgow's super yes. slick at that because they realise that free pour festivals, you need to get people drinking water. 
And uh, yeah. if you find yourself, there's water on every table, you get handed the bottle, as Julie says, as you walk in. If you find yourself short, just nip back, ask for another one, it's free. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the biggest thing is you choose your cadence that suits you. We pours lots of them or big pours just have one or two, you know, and, and pace it out because you're going to find yourself ruining the variety, the experience, the depth mm-hmm. of it. Know that you can go on and, and go into Glasgow and find other whiskey bars afterwards and any place, Can't any wait. festival you're at. My, my advice to everybody for whiskey festivals, and I say it over and over and over again every other weekend, is do not waste your blood alcohol ratio in whiskey you're not enjoying. If you if you take a sip mm, of a whiskey and you're not, it's not for you. Don't throw over to get rid of it. Put it in the spittoon. Start again. There are so many, so many on offer that just toss it. I I I I thought Julie the the way is yeah yeah. Just throw it and there's a the thousand ether. people there though, Gregor. That's maybe yeah yes. Atomize it. Somebody, somebody will take it. An atomize it. Well. There's an in-joke, Julie. Uh, uh, you'll need to watch, you'll need to listen to uh-huh. the earlier podcast uh, yet last week's to find out about Atomizer. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't, I don't know if that'll make the cut, big guy. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's good. I mean, I, I can take it. So, Julie, maybe one last question before we round out uh, to, to our community, pulling a couple of uh, the community uh, answer phone messages. Can I just say, I've loved, I've loved this being a, a Julie Hamilton episode. We've never great. expected that. I think it's been perfect I because I, normally I feel guilty about hogging Julie's time to ask all of these things. So <laughs> this has been a good time. To- well, this has been ah, this has been a conversation yeah. I've wanted to hold, uh, hold for a long time. And quite frankly, Julie, I was very, very close to being able to get in on one of the virtual <laughs> club nights when it was, we were still in the pandemic. Like Roy had sort of put the legwork in. He says, "Ah, this Gregor's all right. He could, do you mind if he joins one of our virtuals?" And then, of course, we cured. Uh, not cured. We, it was the, the mid-demic. We came out of virtual, and I missed it. But anyway, I'm curious. Then, so Jules, Julie, I was about That's to say right. Jules. I was a bit too Jules familiar. Um, ah, we've not <laughs> hugged yet. We've not met in person. I can't go there. But um, so your peak, your peak, or I imagine, um, at least with the Glasgow Whiskey Festival, you're kind of in the home stretch. I'm curious at what point. Do you get to enjoy it? Is it like the the minute before opening the doors, or is it at the end when it's the doors are closed and those orange juice bottles? <laughs> once come everyone's out? in, that's that the first. I, I once described it as if anybody's ever hosted a party, like a twenty first or a thirty third, and and you have the anxiety of oh my god, what if nobody comes? No, that's never going to happen. But you know, mm. you still get that kind of oh, I hope it goes all right. And and we normally stand, there's a mezzanine that overlooks the, the reception in the venue and we normally stand there and just watch everyone coming in the door. And um, and once that happens, it's, it, you can then kind of relax a bit. And then, I like it. Yeah, and then once we manage to pull everything down at the end of the night and we're in a taxi on our way to the Bon Accord. Oh, see, no, there, is, there is a team there is a team behind this yeah. as well they're probably be worth giving them a, oh, a shout out as well because mark mark works like crazy during the festival yeah. isn't he? he's buzzing about yeah. like so a there's three of us there's three yeah. of us that, that that run the festival so paul mcdonough that you've met in the bon accord is um is one of the the business partners mark Connolly and myself um and then we've got a team of 20 guys that are running around looking after exhibitors all day looking after customers as well making sure everybody's okay sometimes 
we have to do that a wee bit more than others. But, um, <laughs> but you know, that's uh, th- there's always people who have never been to a whiskey festival before. So they're just giddy and excited and sometimes they just... Aye. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see all of those. You'll see all of those words. And now that he knows that there's an opportunity potentially, if he says the right word, to go and get a neck massage. Uh, no, no, no. That's for exhibitors. Well, you need to be working to get neck massages. <laughs> be working my liver. All right. Fair play. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Good stuff. You, you have this conversation has made me want to look at flights yeah. back to Scotland there in November. Go. I'm sure. I'm sure how quickly the ticket yeah. sell is is um, reward enough yeah. to know that it's yeah. all the effort it's is been, worth it. It's it's been incredible this year because sure. just because of that. What I was saying earlier on about this is the second one, so it's kind of come round super fast for us. Um, it's just Aye. the the tickets just disappeared. You know, it was yeah. it was really quick. I mean, I, I you know uh, I appreciate you indulging me for prodding all around whiskey community <laughs> and clubs what, um, what's actually going to happen is gregor's going to turn up with a competing glasgow whiskey festival i mean uh, to be fair a whiskey festival wasn't on my radar i was just going to suffice for a, a, a bi-monthly club. whiskey club over in the, the west coast but why not why not be a whiskey festival as well Absolutely. um no but it's, it's definitely you, you summarized it very well roy uh, very focused on community and and i do think it comes hand in hand with the whiskey passion and we do have a great community. We left our aunt, our dramaphone on through the summer break, Julie, and um, mm-hmm. we're, we're gradually picking up some of the, the messages. This one is pretty good. I think before we go into the official I am a distillery, this, uh-huh. this message, this, this one cracked me up. I wish I could edit it in a way to make you play along, but I think it might be a giveaway from the start. But I'll play it anyway, and then, Roy, we can splice it in. But here we go. This is This is funny. I am a Dramface podcaster. Number one, I am a Dramface podcaster. Number two, I have a deep love of whiskey. Okay. Have we to guess the person here? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Jimmy, that's Jimmy Legg's voice. <laughs> this, is, this is a guess to guess one of the voices on the podcast. Right. Number three, I have seen my 40th birthday come and go. It's not Rob. <laughs> Number four, I am from Scotland. That's still Ooh. not Rob. England Shire. <laughs> Number five, I have graduated from a Scottish university. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you even finish primary school? <laughs> Busted. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, my arch enemy is a man that goes by the name of Jimmy Leg. <laughs> oh, I'm back in again. <laughs> Number seven, in 2016, I returned to my grammar school to inspire the students there with my accomplishments. Oh, I don't know about this. <clears throat> This one was interesting. I have pre-listened, so I can't play along, but... I'm going for a guess. Can I guess? Sure. Gregor McQueen. Poker face. I'll go for the next. (laughs) Number eight. If I'm drinking a whiskey, it's probably touched a sherry cask. (laughs) Gregor McQueen. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) 
Number nine, my avatar is a tribute to a car that sports gullwing doors. DeLorean? <laughs> yeah. Gregor McQuee. Yeah. <laughs> and number 10, I am Gregor McQuee. Ha ha ha. Jimmy Leg, what a star. Can we just say that Jimmy has got a fantastic speech? Like, that is a podcast voice right there. It's a good voice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's genius. I love yeah. that. That, was, that cracked me up. I don't know. Do we, do we, do we, do we, and I am distillery? I have one ready if we need. Oh no, we always do an I am distillery. Okay. Yeah. All right. That okay. was, that was good fun. That was mm. just, that, that was good. Yeah, we send up there. Jimmy's putting a spin on I am a distillery. Yeah. So I need <laughs> right. to know about you going back to your primary school to inspire the kids. Uh, is, that, is, that, is that because of the 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 designer thing? Is that the? Yes. Yeah. Jimmy's done his homework. He's. Yeah, I don't think it took much. He probably just Googled Gregor McLean. I think uh, there's a news article in there of the Musselburgh Courier. You're the <laughs> only one on the whole of the Dramface team that doesn't sport an alias. And yet you've probably got the best alias, <laughs> Gregor McQueen. <laughs> Gregor McQueen. <laughs> Somebody commented that recently. <laughs> That's funny. All right, here oh, we go. Yeah. I am a distillery. Julie, do you remember how we play this? I think so. So you've got yep. one guess. You throw it in yep. if and when you think you know. Yep. Um, first, first, first guess wins, or first correct guess wins. Good stuff. So 10 questions, and the first one is always, I am a distillery. Is this your one this week? You're doing it. Me, yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. I shouldn't so. say that, but yeah. Uh, number two, I suppose I should say if I'm playing on it. Anyway, number two. <laughs> I am not what I was once called. Oh, okay. There's a few. There's a few. Mm -hmm. mm. So it's another way to say changed name, right, Gregor? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm working on my skills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fact, fact three: I have over a million liter capacity. Hmm. Hmm. Not helpful. Fact four: Because of my house style, Scott Munro has little interest in me. Okay. Oh. That's interesting. Oh God! Right. Okay. That's right. Okay. Oh wow. Mm. Number five. I have a special place in Roy Duff's heart. That's every single distillery in Scotland <laughs> <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> but continue. Okay. Number six. My newer name came about because of a nearby hill. Oh, I'm in. Can I go? <laughs> oh no. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow it. He's doing it. it. He's gonna, he's gonna, gonna, right, I'm just gonna do it. I don't care, it doesn't matter. Knock do. Okay. No, but <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Scott even relates. No, no. This is playing out perfectly. This might rival the first. I am a distillery ever did. Fact number seven: My twenty-one-year-old created whiskey tubes first. Caught on camera whiskey orgasm. Care of Sean from the Scotch Four Dummies. I know what it is now. My twenty-one-year-old. 
created a whiskey tube whiskey gasm. It was 25 years old and it was a sample from me. <laughs> oh, okay. I wasn't sure if it was 25 or 21. I think, okay. I think I'll, I think I'll include a wee, a wee still a freeze frame of that underneath this podcast post. The first ever live whiskey gasm, it was incredible, right? He put just, that in the roundel, not the yeah. thingy. I've put, put Sean the in logo. as the avatar. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> okay. I think I know what it is. Anyone? No, I'm going to yeah. hold my water. Okay. You're going to get it. Right, this one's, this one's going to be speed now as to who can say it before I finish <laughs> the sentence. Fact eight. I have one foot in the highlands and one in the lowlands. Going, going? Mm-hmm. Fact nine. You can find some of my liquid in a teapot. <laughs> that is indeed. <laughs> yes. Then I am Glenn Goyne. Hey! Yay. Well done, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Look how chuffed he is. I, I honestly, love it, Rob. I, I love it. <laughs> I'm, honestly, ah. I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm absolutely shit at this game. But I, That's uh, the face I enjoyed seeing in that trip over in Isla. All that time, every distillery, every new scene, every new vista that you saw, where you got that face, that glee. <laughs> I can't wait to be watching your face as you walk into the Glasgow. Oh my God. Oh, I just, yeah. yeah. Even if you're walking to the pot still or the Bonacord, I have the same face. It's just, it's going to be... Oh, yeah. It's going to be an exciting weekend, definitely. Yeah. Well, what we were saying before about people visit on Friday and we have a breakfast in the morning, made my decision that I'm making this into a four-day... Well, I probably should say it too loud because my missus is next door. <laughs> <laughs> I am making this into a four-day weekend. So, so yeah. how, how are you going to get her not listening to the podcast then? She, she maybe doesn't. <laughs> she, no. <laughs> she doesn't. You should just bury these, bury these little tests in through That's the neat. recordings just to see if she's listening. I will tell you something um, though. She does know who um, Gregory is and um, and Scotty and and Jimmy Leg as well. She knows who Jimmy Leg is. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, Rob, congratulations. I don't know if that means you bring one to the yeah, next I mean, or not, but. I'm I'm loving the community involvement, so definitely consider recording an I am a distillery and or sending it in to me. Um we'll keep it the same. You can send it to me at timeforadram at gmail.com. Um and we'll we'll happily roll those into one of the I am a distilleries. It's a great way of getting involved. But I think what we should say is when people are doing that is that it's it's all too tempting to make it very hard. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you know pitch it to Roy pitch it to Greg or pitch it to you know actually you're, we're, what we're trying to do here is pitch it to the community so after, at the midway point it should start to become quite easy and more and when you start to guess wrong that, Aye, at that that's point. right and it's always that's the clever part I think is to put in things that will trip people up yeah, yeah. or do a double bluff and come out with a dead obvious thing right at the start and then so that you, people discount it because it's mm. too obvious, you know. So I'm going to get worried when we start doing, we're doubling up, when we start getting the same distilleries over again. Yeah. Yes, that's right, with different facts. Mm. Yeah. I got two in the past. I got you did? Yeah. I, in yeah. fact, did you, did you actually receive your reward? Did you get the home entertainment system or no? No, I'm still waiting <laughs> on my jet ski as well. It's just, uh, nothing's <laughs> turned up yet. It's rubbish. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'll wait, I'll wait for the for Dramface to uh, to pay out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but 
thank you guys thank you for your time it's been a pleasure yeah. good to see you uh, and thank you listeners even more so for uh, encouraging us but yeah cheers cheers all cheers. Is that your best effort? That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, remind us, remind us how it goes. <laughs> That's mad. <Yes. laughs> yeah, thank you. Close. Nice. That's it.